All right. We thank you all for joining us here for the Sunday School lesson. Uh, as we said, we're coming from Antioch Baptist Church there in Tone Spring, Alabama, where Reverend Wade and Oliver is our pastor, Sister Johnson Oliver is our first lady, Lisa Starr is our clerk, and uh, we have Sunday School every Sunday, but we now do it uh, over the Internet as well as broadcasting from Blog Talk Radio, and we worship on 2nd, 4th, and 5th Sundays. Um, this is the 4th uh, Sunday in the month, I believe, and we will be having services uh, in the parking lot God willing, here at uh, Antioch Baptist Church, where Reverend Oliver will be bringing the sermon, and um, uh, our musician, uh, Mr. Robinson, will be broadcasting from our church website. Okay, let us begin. Showing generosity and hospitality is our big subject for today. Uh, uh, when she was baptized in her household, she besought her, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, Come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. Acts the 16th chapter and the 15th verse. We were repeating that because we did not turn on the blog talk radio um, a recorder here in the studio. It is running now and we will begin. This lesson aim, the lesson aim for this lesson right here. As a result of experiencing this lesson, the participants should be able to do these things. Number one. Consider how Lydia used her gifts and her place in society to support Paul's ministry. All right. Number two, repent of times that have looked that have looked down on others who have not had the same opportunity or advantage. The message is repent of times they had looked down on others and have not had the same opportunity advantage. And number three, serve others joyfully through whatever means are at their disposal. In other words, as the old folks say, use what you got. Use what you got. Clear and precise in regards to what that is. Use what you got. Key terms is gather. That comes together, assemble, resorted. That's what that means to gather. Heart, acts, the heart, mind, character, except will, intention, center. In other words, what's in your heart will come out. What's in your heart will come out. All right, persuaded, um, employed, forced, pressed, was constrained by entreaties, constrained. All right, speaking, to talk, as we are doing here now. All right, why this lesson matters? Why this lesson matters? Many people have been uh, recipients of generous hospitality or have in a position to extend, I have been in a position to extend hospitality to someone. What makes ways, in what ways can openness and a listening, listening ear provide opportunities to, to serve? Lydia was an attractive woman who responded to the gospel message with faithfulness and generous hospitality. In other words, when the opportunity for you to help somebody, uh, make sure you take advantage of that opportunity. Um, 
And it says in what ways can openness and listening ear provide opportunity to serve. There is always an opportunity to serve Jesus Christ, God Almighty, our Creator. Um, God is also powerful and He supports. Um, we need to support Him with our generosity and help to others. The lesson in focus. Many people find it easier to go along with the popular opinions rather than stand up against it. Does that sound familiar to you? The hierarchy from backlash and possible alienation can always feel intimidating. Most people tend to associate and build lasting relationships with those who share their way of thinking. Each of us can testify to an experience whereby we had chance meeting that grew into strong relationship. While we have maintained some close childhood relationship, many of our current friends were developed uh, over, over, over a period of time and chance meetings or in college or some other working circumstances or even working out or doing activities with our children. Even the most stubborn of us adults attempt to practice hospitality. How about you? Do you practice hospitality? Do you show kindness to others? What are you doing to do to make that happen? Even the most stubborn of us, ensuring that others feel welcome and having genuine concern for well-being and comfort can create possible opportunities to introduce someone to a new, a deeper relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, let's look at the lesson in context. It's always an opportunity to serve and I always said in regards to children, every opportunity is to teach. It's an opportunity to teach. You make sure you take care of that advantage. Paul took a ship from Troas, sailed to the island of Samothrace, before heading to Nepalus, the port of Philippi, a city lying 10 miles inland. Macedonia was developed into four districts in which Philippi was the chief city as well as retirement colony for many Roman soldiers. Philippi was one of the strategic self-governing colonies set up throughout the Roman Empire. Paul's customary mission strategy was to speak at an established synagogue on the Sabbath day and deliver the message of the gospel. You can see that in Acts the 13th chapter in the 5th verse, the 14th, 14th, through the, uh, in the first verse, um, the 17th, 1 and 2 verse, and, and others, uh, the 10th and the 17th verse. Paul had hoped to find synagogues. Good morning, Mr. Finkley. As we begin the lesson, we just did the lesson in contact. The lesson is coming from um, Acts, the 16th chapter, verse 11 through 15, if you'd like to turn to that. And the 40th verse, and also 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, 26 through the 30th. We are just beginning. We had the lesson context now. All right. Ten Jewish men were required to establish a synagogue. Having no synagogue, several Jewish women gathered to meet as an Esarod, a substitute synagogue led by a woman named Lydia. Lydia was a seller of purple, either the dyed fabric dyed with it or both. Now, she's a fabric salesman and is said to have been a woman of significant financial wealth who shared generosity with others, shared her, her shared generously what she was had. 
How about you? Do you share generously what you have, whatever you have, how big or whatever amount, small or large, do you share? Tyranny's purple cancer was an expensive dye produced by predatory sea snails native to the eastern Mediterranean area. Another reason for the riverside worship could be have been that some empires were not tolerant emperors rather to verse religion than others. While the Roman Empire tolerated established religion, its predecessors, the Hellenistic Empire, had an often hostile relationship with Judaism. It is not surprising that a colony that was named after Alexander the Great, the Jewish population would have limited and, and met with hostility. You can see this in Acts 16, chapter the 20th and the 21st verse. All right, an open inquiry for you. An open inquiry. Can you recall the time when you received without good hospitality from Christians or someone else? How did you make you feel? What was your response? I'm quite sure when you have been in a situation and the person was not very hospitable, there was a state of mind that you went through at that time whenever that situation occurred. What difference does good hospitality make? What benefit does it serve? It always opens up doors and uh, uh, get you to know other people that you were not familiar with. So always be hospitable. Always be hospitable. Uh, showing hospitality is a great thing to do. In what ways can the church be more hospitable to outsiders and newcomers? Welcome men, the ushers is that the front bearing that when they first walk in the door, the deacons, everybody has an opportunity to be hospitable, okay? All right, let's look at insights. Every spirit-led disciple of Jesus Christ should be willing to change their plans according to God's directions. The sacrifice of self is among the daily duties of those who seek to serve the Lord. Or... You remember how Paul used to talk and the things that he said, how uh, in the scripture, uh, I often hear preachers when they get up and begin to, before they do their sermon, asking God to increase and me decrease. In other words, get yourself out of the way. Get yourself out of the way. All right. We must be willing to do what the Spirit leads us to do, especially when it involves taking the gospel to others. Paul was possessed with a determination to do God's will. What about you? Are you willing to do God's will? He was willing to endure suffering, inconvenience, insults, or whether it was required to accommodate the, the preaching of the gospel. Likewise, we must be willing to do what God requires of us. Are you willing to do what God requires of you? Taking a stand for our faith, even when our beliefs violate the status quo, popular opinion, long-held traditions, or cultural terms. You must be prepared to go against the grain of what's taking place and what's going on and what's popular, okay? Let's look at exploration. As a body of baptized believers, we must make efforts to revive the original model of commitment and love demonstrated among believers in the early church. They shared freely among themselves and bridged economic disparities between individuals with hospitality. 
help where you can, help give where you can, give give what you have. In other words, use what you have to help others. Okay, they share freely among themselves and bridge disparities between individuals with hospitality. Across the years, our capitalistic culture has been an overwhelming gap between the privileged and the impoverished, and we do very much new are familiar with that. We uh, can attest to that by the uh, monthly distribution of food boxes in different communities throughout this area. We are very much familiar with them, and you are well. And a deadline of mutual compassion and concern for others in the community. The rise of individualism has comprised the fabric of citizens' love, even in the church. Believers must commit themselves to a consciousness effort to demonstrate Love to the world, show unity with those who share their common faith in Jesus Christ. All right, let's look at the commentary on Acts, the 16th chapter, verses 11 through 15 and the 40th verse. And it begins, Therefore, losing, losing from trials, we came with a straight course to Samarcheria. I think that's going to be pronouncing that, Samarcheria. So to see, okay, the next day in the palace, it was traveling. And, and from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of the part of Macedonia, and a colony of where we were in that city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayers were wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto a woman which resorted thither. Okay, we're talking about Lydia. Let's go to verse 14. They were traveling, and here's what is taking place um, as they go out on the seashore where worship is taking place and prayers and things are going on. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Tartaria, which worshiped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, and she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. A gifted lady, a welted lady, a beautiful lady there on the seashore, uh, a lady of means, and uh, she was speaking to Paul. And when she was baptized, see what all those things transpired? She listened to God's word, received God in her, in her heart, and was baptized. And when she was baptized and her household she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. And in other words, Paul then was teaching to her. It convinced her in her heart. She opened up her heart to receive Christ and thus was baptized. Look at that. Look at that. Just for being in a, as he was going out and being hospitable. She is being hospitable. She could have said, okay, I'm baptized. Y'all going y'all's way. I ain't got time for it. She didn't do that, she said. And when she had was baptized in her household, she besought them. She asked them. She urged them, saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. In other words, after she was baptized and received God, well, after she had received the word in her heart, God, she convinced her to be baptized, and it's just opened up a flood of good things happening. In other words, showing 
enormous hospitality, enormous, large amounts of hospitality. And they went out of the prison and entered into the house of Lydia, where they had seen the brethren that comforted them and departed. Awesome, awesome. Powerful indeed. After Paul came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house, where they met with the brothers and sisters and encouraged them to there, there before they left. Okay. Then they left, okay, after they had went to Lydia's house. Okay, Paul's ministry teams makes a straight course to the destination without interruption, okay? Without interruption, completing the journey through two ports in two days upon arriving in Philippi, Paul and his team searched for a Jewish colony or synagogue but were not able to find one. Instead, they found a small group of God-fearing women worshiping by the river. Uh, remember they said it takes a certain amount of Jewish men, I believe it says 10, to start a synagogue. Okay, so they didn't have that many people to start a synagogue, so they used another term. I won't go back to it. I was looking for that term. Uh, but anyway, the, but it was a, a source of place where you could worship. Okay, the word, okay, f place for prayers uh, is used in Jewish writing as a synagogue for synagogue. Additionally, the word prayer used here in the is the Greek word persuasive, which has a triple layer meaning. First, it meant prayer addressed to God. Second, it was a place in the opening air outside the cities and synagogue where the Jews were known to pray. Third, it was a specific place near a flowing river stream or seashore where there was a supply of water for washing hands before prayer. By the river, the team found devoted <clears throat> women in prayer gathered together and serving God. Lydia is not likely a proper name. The people of Lydia were known as Lydians, designating the region in which Tassaria was situated. The area was well known for the manufacturing and use of purple dye and the women referred to in this text as Lydia appeared to have brought the business to Philippi as a woman of means. Lydia had a family and servant who followed her examples in preferring, preferring faith and being baptized. The term household may or may not include small children, but could very well mean all those in the house, including the servants. Recalling the episode in Acts 16th and 9th through the 10th verse in which Paul received and accepted the vision from the Lord with an understanding that the Spirit was leading him to preach the gospel in Macedonia. You remember after Paul had been knocked off the horse, some things happened in his life. All right. The praise to preach the gospel, the phase to preach the gospel was one word in Greek. Uh, it means to bring the good news of joyful tidings of God's kingdom, king kindness, rather. Specifically, the message of messianic blessing and salvation through Christ. Powerful indeed. When designated leaders are not available, how should lay people carry on? Gather in small groups. Gather wherever you can gather to have the gospel shared and preach and talk. Use what you got. 
You may not have a big sanctuary. You may not have a big church or whatever. You may just have a room. You, you may just have a place uh, somewhere that you all can meet. But by all means, get together with fellow Christians and carry on the message of getting the word out to believers as well as unbelievers. Okay, how might this seem have looked if Paul walked off when he saw no men and women to interact? What opportunity have you missed to share the gospel? See what I'm talking about? If you got a closed mind, or oh, women can't do this and women can't do this, blah, blah, blah. Men has to be everything. No, no. God has a way of using whoever he will. And he do use women. He use whoever he so chooses to get the word out. Have you used your gifts, influences, and resources to God's glory? How will this lesson encourage you to use these gifts to uh, God's glory? How will these help you do better at what you do? Okay. Let's go to commentary of 1 Corinthians, uh, the first chapter, 26 to 30th verse. All right. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many might not many nobles are called. Let's do that again. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many nobles are called. Do you understand what that means? Do you really fully understand what that means? Paul's word is, a, is challenging. He addresses Christian brothers and sisters, reminding them of the unity and bond they have as they stand together for the cause of Christ. Paul points out that no amount of human wisdom or natural ability can compare to what Jesus did on the cross because of God's sovereign power. He can empower anyone to do his will. God's purpose, therefore, do not have to be hindered by human limitations. Understand that. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. God can turn stuff upside down. For an example, in the last few days, several weeks back, look at Texas. Hot all the time, year in and year out, month after month. Even in the months of December, it's still pretty warm out there in Texas. But what did God do several weeks ago? He brought in a tremendous, allowed a tremendous amount of weather condition to change. Freezing cold that bust pipes and disrect havoc because the place place was so hot they didn't bother with all of the types of insulation that normally that do you have in the northern home construction or even here in Alabama when you construct it was very not well protected and not prepared for cold it's in a hot climate so they don't need to make uh, um, the best installation or uh, whatever. But anyway, God turned all of that upside down. He turned it upside down. All right. And these things, and let's get verse 28. That was verse 27. How God can do what he wants to. He can take any situation, just twist it upside down and turn it any kind of way he wants to. Uh, and the and the look at verse 28. And, and, base, and base things of the world and things which are despised as God chosen, 
ye and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. God can turn anything into zero. There is something that I always understand about me. <clears throat> God can make whatever you have go to zero. God can do anything that he wants to whenever he gets ready. You can have a million dollars. The next minute you could have zero. You could have zero and then the next minute you could have a million or whatever. You can, one minute you could have a house and another minute you have no house, just like family. Today, right now, you could have family and the next minute or two, you could have no family. We could see, be sitting here right now and that could come along some kind of disaster, wipe out everything that, that you're listening to and seeing right now. God can do anything. He is awesome. Okay, that no flesh should glory in his presence. In other words, I don't care who you are, you are no big eye, a big whatever, big shot in, in the eyes of God. Do not forget that. You are small, and God can squish you whenever he gets ready. No matter who you are, what you are. There, that no flesh should glory in his presence. In other words, oh, you know, I'm this, I'm that. No, 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 no. Okay, look at verse 30. But of him are ye in Christ, who of God is made into us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. God can take you and have you become a saved person with great hospitality. Whereas before, you could have been a, um, a hardhead, a not supporting other people. Uh, I ain't got this. I ain't got that. Blah, 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 blah. But look at Lydia. Lydia was already wealthy. A woman of means. God took her and made her a hospital to the preachers and the carers of the gospel. Look what God can do. God can change any of us just like that. He can change you. He can change people that you know just like that. Okay. Powerful. Let's look at verse number 25. 29. Okay. Oh, yeah, we just did. Look at 30. But of him ye are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. But of him are ye in Christ. In Christ. you in Christ Jesus. You believe it. All right. Who of God is made us unto wisdom. All right. Paul's word after a compelling challenge to Christians in Corinth and members of the church today, he addresses Christian brothers and sisters, reminding them of the unity and bond that they had as they stand together for the cause of Christ. This is what I went into when I did an opening description, showing how God can do anything and change anything and lead you in a way. For that was the, spec, the explaining of that 26th verse. For ye uh, see your calling, brother, and how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many nobles are called. God takes the small things and use them. God calls who we want to. Look at that. A person of no means got absolutely nothing. God can call him. He don't go looking for no big king or big noble or high and powerful people. God uses the small people. Little things. Okay? Do not have to be 
hindered by human limitations. You do not have to be hindered by human limitation. God won't let it happen. He will use anybody that he will. He will use women. He will use the person that's in the gutter. He will use the person that's rich if he wants to. He do whatever he wants to. All right. But fully, all right, in verse number 30 emphasizes that the focus of strength of our potential for Christ does not lie in our own worth and ability. Let us read that grant again. I really need you to understand that this morning. Christ does not lie in our own worth or ability. Our potential for Christ does not lie in our own worth or ability. It lies in God using whoever he wants. If you are a person of low esteem, you are a person of does not have a lot. If God want to use you and raise you up, boom, he does just that if he wants to. Okay. Because God gives us all that we have to glory him, not in ourselves, we have no reason to boast of our own selves, only in him. Wisdom is the key word, in other words, magnifying the wisdom of God and not us, for we are made righteous by Christ Jesus, who has redeemed and sanctified us for his glory. Here's one thing I need you all to understand in working and walking with Christ. There is man and there is the overlay and awesome power of God over everything in all humanity. Human beings do this and do that and you must understand all things that are taking place with the overlaying, outlining, understanding of Jesus Christ God Almighty. We are down here at one level Christ is up here. And guess what? If you look at things and continue to study your word and walk in Christ's word, you will be up here being able to not overlook or condemn, but see human endeavors and shortcomings with a understanding that Christ is the head of everything and that you have the ability to walk like, talk like, and treat people, even though how they may be here, you still have the ability to do good. And would let God's righteousness overrun all of the evilness of human beings down here. There is no good in humans. No good at all. We won't do right. We just won't treat evil people right. You got some people that will do right about other folks. But you got some folks that just will not do that. You appear in understanding Christ's ways and means. You should be able to see the shortcomings and understand people that are different. And you do not allow those things to prevent you from carrying God's word. And yet it's still reaching down and pulling people up to Christ and teaching them anyway about who God is. Okay? Wisdom is the key. Wisdom is the key. And you get that wisdom by studying God's word and hearing God's word. Okay? Faith grows by hearing God's word. 
the ability to see something before it happens. That grows by hearing God's word. Okay? Wisdom is the key. Words and other words magnify the wisdom of God and not in us. For we are made righteous by Christ who has redeemed and sanctified us for his glory. Not my glory, but for God's glory. Not your glory, but for God's glory. Okay? The wisdom of Paul reference is not the practical wisdom of mankind. Remember what I was saying about men down here? We're all down here, but God is up here. God's ways are not our ways. Okay? The wisdom of Paul reference is not the practical wisdom of mankind, but position wisdom with God. But positional wisdom with God. God up here. We down here. Okay? Positional wisdom with God. His divine plan for our complete salvation. He has a plan for us. His work, so let us not strive for personal greatness, but to rest in him. And who are to become his grace, excuse me, but to rest in him and who we are because of his grace. Grace. God's grace, okay? When opportunities arise, do you glory in personal recognition or do all you have or do or do all you can to promote Jesus Christ instead? That's a personal question for you. That's a personal question and a test of you in your walk with Jesus Christ. What do you do? What opportunity when opportunity arises? Do you glory in your personal recognition? How great I am? How great I'm am, I'm this and I'm that, boom, boom, boom. You know how it goes. Do you revel in that? Or do you rely on Christ instead? Do you let yourself decrease and you let God increase? Which one? You know. You already know. And if you do not know, this is an opportunity for you to grasp the understanding that let Christ lead. You are small. You are small. All right. Another question. God often choose people from humble beginnings. Choose people from humble beginnings. Look at that. Questionable background and limited natural ability and endeavors when the powerful spirit gift are calling. Why, why do you think the church is often hesitant to, to honor those whom God has chosen. Interesting, isn't it? How about that? How about that? Okay. All right. You make sure now that um, next week's lesson, which is Sunday, March the 7th, is following true leaders. You must be very discerning about people who lead you. You shouldn't be led by let things that people say overwhelm you and you just go follow anything they say. Make sure you're understanding God's word when somebody's talking about Christ and using his word. Same thing with me here on the Sunday school. All right. The devotional reading is Psalm 77, 11 to 20. The background scriptures are Exodus 12, 28, uh, uh, Deuteronomy 18, chapter 15 to 22nd verse, and Prentice, Texas, Deuteronomy 18, chapter 15 to 22nd verse. And make sure you read the daily readings 
uh, from Monday through Sunday. That's March the 1st through March the 7th. Okay. I'll close in prayer. Lord, help us to remember that whatever we do in your name should never be for self-promotion, but for your glory. Let everything we do be pleasing in your sight. Give us humility to be faithful in what you have commanded us to do and to celebrate whatever you do in and through our brothers and sisters in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Keep God first. Keep God appear first, reaching down to you, and you in turn ascribe to be like Christ every day. Live to be like Christ. Okay? We thank you for joining us for the lesson today, showing generous hospitality. Showing hospitality can open the doors to ways of reaching out to other Christians. On behalf of all of us here at Antioch Baptist Church, Reverend Wade and Oliver, our pastor, Sister Joyce Oliver, our first lady, and all of us here, the deacons, and continue to continue to be in the service of Christ, we thank you for joining us this morning. This is the second time we have been able to do a total broadcast of the Sunday School lesson. Uh, it's been 3 a.m. in the morning, and I have been working for the last several hours because uh, um, our computer crashed and we were not able to do something, but God has blessed us to continue to do His will, and we are thankful for that. All of you guys be safe. Uh, do what you are supposed to do. Don't be foolish. Wear your mask. Wash your hand. Uh, get the shots. God leads you to do to get the shot. You do what God leads you to do. On behalf of all of you at Antioch Number One Baptist Church, Reverend Oliver and First Lady and our clerk and everybody at Antioch, we thank you and God bless you.